any sex up. expert would completely disagree with that. Right. That's crazy. If pornography is a substitute for one's wife, it's awful. If it's a substitute for adultery, it's not awful. It is. What? It is adultery. That's Alpha just contradicting himself. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast. My name is Ethan. And my name is Derry. And guys, today I sound like I am having birthing pains. It's because my neck is currently deconstructing its face in my head and doesn't want to support it anymore. <laughs> it hurts very badly. So pray for me. Yeah. But also, besides just praying for me, you should also probably subscribe to the show and leave some reviews. I wish my neck would review my head better than it currently is, but you should leave some reviews, leave some likes, comments, send us ideas for episodes you want to hear about, all that kind of stuff. We'd love to hear about it. We'd love to hear your reviews and also helps the algorithm a lot. So thank you. Praise God. Yeah. Bless your neck in Jesus name. All right, guys. So today we're talking about the thing that is on almost everyone's for you page. Um, Dennis Prager saying that adult films and watching adult films is okay. I'm trying not to use the word because apparently the algorithm will not push you out or mm. YouTube will strike you if you use certain words. So it's, it rhymes with corn. Um, yeah. And he's saying it's okay. Now the video will uses that word. So I guess we'll just run the risk with that. But Jordan Peterson is putting, putting on this, um, whole series through the book of Exodus with Christian and Jewish scholars. I think maybe some non-Christian scholars as well, mm. just to sit down and talk about the Exodus and they got on this topic. And so it's a 10 or so minute clip. So we'll just be watching it and then pausing it at certain times yeah. and then discussing it yeah, and just kind of doing some reaction. So let's get into it. Let's see what happens when we do this. I am less interested in the interior person, morally speaking, than you are. Than and uh, probably any of you are, and it's largely I do believe I because know. I come from a behaviorist, law-based religion. We care what? how you act. That's oh, yeah, why yeah. we don't have a claim that if you look at another woman with lust, it's as if you've committed adultery he's with Jewish, her. Yeah, I, yeah, he's Jewish. Yeah, yeah. I, I am, as I said yesterday. I, I thank God for America's Christians. And uh, Maimonides said, if it weren't for Christians, the world wouldn't know about the Torah. So uh, <laughs> I, I'm a big Christian fan, but obviously Christianity and Judaism are not identical religions. Uh, and, and we have no equivalent that if you look upon another woman with lust, it's as if you have committed adultery with your heart. There's only one way to commit adultery in Judaism, and it's with a different organ. And so, thoughts. I think... I wonder if there's, a, if there's a way in the Torah to be like, I don't know. You know, Jesus cares more about your heart in the Torah than Yeah, than it's he's hard saying. to say because there is a bit of like morality shift from the Old and New Testaments, right? Yeah. And so it's obviously a, a very extreme one because they have very different cultures and very different things that morality was trying to achieve. Um, I honestly don't know if that's true. I guess he'd probably know them more than I am because I, yeah. I don't know how devout of... Uh, well, he's not wearing a, He's not wearing the hat. So yeah, that's true. So he obviously doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he's hardly Jewish. Is, is there a Jewish scholar that reacts to this? At all? Um, there's a, there's Christian scholars go back and forth. Okay, um, I, I think there's maybe another Jew, but yeah, it's pretty good. I, I don't think I've seen all of it, but hmm. yeah, um, interesting point that the Jews look at their religion as more behavioralist. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is something to discuss. You know, like Christians would say we we care about our behavior as well, mm. but. It's deeper than that. It's not just what you do. Right. It's the point of why you're doing what you're doing, your motivations. Right, right. Yeah. And I'm not being cute. I'm, I'm being very realistic. Uh, 
looking with lust is not a sin in Judaism. What's the, the stance on porno- what's the stance on pornography? Calm down, Jordan. Jeez. So pornography. No relation, by the way, to me. <laughs> Same last name, different. Although his uncle. He's my uncle. Yeah. I you want to support us, Uncle Jordan? Jordan. <laughs> When I'm asked this question, you, just to you, put you on the spot, you the did way. indeed. Uh, okay, so my my answer when it's raised on my radio you show, I have a male hard. female hour, and I'm very open about sexual subjects. I always ask if a wife calls me and says my husband looks at pornography. I I, I found on his computer. I have one question: How is your in- life of intimacy with your husband? Is it good? In other words, is the pornography in lieu of you or in addition to you? Dude, that's mm-hmm. awesome. He took it there. That's uh, hilarious. And I know this is not a religious answer. Mm-hmm. And but he's saying, like, is he doing it because you're not enough or is he doing it in addition to you? Still, like, his, his Both immediate are response bad. was terrible. Both are bad. Yeah, that's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. And the thing about this, what too, let, well, let's, I, I want to keep listening, because, and then I'll say my point, because I want to make sure. Even I for any sex up. expert, we completely disagree with that. Right. That's crazy. Well, he's assuming also, it seems like he's saying, like, mainly only women call. Do men never call and say their wives are yeah, yeah, yeah. watching that? But, yeah. He'd probably say the same thing. <laughs> I'm not even giving a religious answer. I'm giving mm-hmm. what I think is a moral and realistic answer. Men want variety. And uh, if Dang. adultery is a substitute That's for, rough. if pornography is a substitute for one's wife, it's awful. If it's a substitute for adultery, it's not awful. It is. What? It is adultery. That's Alfred's contradicting himself. Yeah, but I mean that's the whole thing, right? Like that's the, where we disagree. He said but, he disagrees. But also, too. no, he did, that's not good logic because he's saying if it's a substitute for your wife, one you have to define a substitute for what for your wife, right? Like it's a substitute for your wife, but is adultery just the only other option than that? Like if another woman is then the substitute for your wife, then why is it not the same thing? Like, if you're substituting anything out for your wife, like, the first thing is, like, if you substitute out, like, pornography or adultery out for your wife, like, it's bad. But if you substitute, like, pornography out, it isn't. But why? Right. You're still right. doing the same action of it's, substituting out something for your wife. Exactly. Exactly. It's crazy. This is kind of how I, I think about it, right? Because everyone's like, oh, no, it's like, it, like he's saying, it's fine, yeah. you know? But the, the question is, let's let's replace it with not, not like, corn, right? Let's say there's someone you, well, someone, like, you're just looking at someone you know's nudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Why is it's a picture? Yeah, is this guy looking at their neighbors or he won't say neighbor because that's right na- coveting neighbor right? right. It's you, but it's like is that if you if there's someone in your community that you are sexting with is that okay? Yeah, it's an addition, right. babe. It's not. I'm not cheating on you. It's an addition to you. Yeah. What? I need variety. <laughs> I need variety. Imagine, imagine saying that to your wife because he's just like, yeah, males need variety, and so I'm, imagine your wife's like. Why are you cheating on me? You're like, oh, I need variety. <laughs> you get a work husband. <laughs> That's hilarious. How crazy of a view. I don't I don't know most people who would have that view, even people who are like uh like positive with pornography in like dating and marriage relationships who don't think it's who like think it's fine. Like I don't even think they would use that argument, like that you need a substitute, right? They well he's saying a substitute's bad. He's saying substitute's bad. But he's not saying porn being a substitute is bad, he's just saying adultery as a substitute is well, bad. Well he's saying porn being a substitute is bad, porn being an addition is okay. What? Meaning, like you're What's still sleeping mean? with your wife and fulfilling your your sexual um, obligations, but then you're also also what? Yeah. Hmm. So you're not neglecting your wife physically, just emotionally and mentally, and right. um, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. 
also physically. Yeah, but. that's true. One one thing that um, we've talked about in the past when you know all your fr- I mean, when this conversation comes up on a light Friday night mm-hmm. is how watching that stuff is like the most selfish thing you can do. Yeah, it's just purely selfish because mm-hmm. it's just like you're you and yeah. I mean, yeah. Another thing too, I I, I don't want to throw all my thoughts out there. Because I want content for later. We're going to keep watching. I have some more thoughts. Yeah. Being a religious answer, I'm giving what I think is a moral and realistic answer. Men want variety. And uh, if adultery is a substitute for if pornography. Sorry. He said, I'm not giving you a religious answer. I'm giving you a realistic, realistic answer. Right. Is his religion not realistic? Right. Yeah. But also, I don't know. Like, he thinks that this is realistic. But I know most people would probably disagree with him. That that's yeah. realistic. Even like, like, if you, there's a giant surge of people in the culture right now that are like anti-pornography in any stance, mm-hmm. right? Not just Christians. It, yeah. And he's viewing it as like only Christians don't like like porn for this or that reason or that reason. Right. Like right. most even sexologists now are like, yeah, like probably not a good thing to do to portray your partner in that kind of way. Also, right? yeah, and the, what it does to the brain, yeah. it does to your brain what cocaine does to your brain. Mm-hmm. Bad. Yeah. And by all accounts, I don't know. Anyways. It makes me want to stop listening to, to Prager U. Uh, purely because of this. Place. I don't really watch them anyways. Pornography is a substitute for one's wife. It's awful. If it's a substitute for adultery, it's not awful. That is that is my unpredictable answer. Well, there is a clinical rule of thumb that's akin to that, I would say, if you're trying to decide clinically whether someone's partaking. What is I don't know wear? why his suit looks like he's a superhero villain. Yeah, I was going to say, what are you, fucking <laughs> Starface? <laughs> in a habit, say use of alcohol, has reached the threshold of clinical significance, one of the things you do is ask the, the person you're assessing, you know, is it interfering with your employment? Has it got you in trouble with the law? Is your family complaining? Does it stop you from doing other things that you should be doing? And so the judgment isn't the use of the forbidden substance itself. It's, it is in some sense consequentialist. And I'm not saying that that's an absolute, but it is a, it is a hallmark of clinical judgment. Dennis, you're making, I think, too big a gap between, you know, behavior and where it comes from. Oh, I think first and How foremost, we have to that. concede that we're dealing How with... Uh, oh, this is not the... Gigantic when I was working, I felt like something was... Skip it. Yeah, and right. Surely the Tenth Commandment... I think he's a Christian. Oh, okay, okay. Is exactly... I guess we'll find out. Yeah. That you could expound everything Jesus said from, Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, or another woman, you're not... Whatever. Mm-hmm. Well... No, the whole point okay. of coveting, it begins in the heart. And I understand your Hebrew word for covered. It's a desire that doesn't stop halfway. Right, to it take. It takes action. It's to take. Yeah. It's not, there's no ban in the 613 laws of the Torah on lusting. Not, I don't even know there's a... How many of the 1600, or 1600, <laughs> 613 laws does he keep? Not many of them. This is like all of like what Paul's whole theology is. Yeah. Now he's a Jew, he doesn't believe in Jesus, but... Yeah, yeah. Tava is the closest you can get to lust in Hebrew, but okay. The, yeah. Okay, so let me ask so you about the, that. The, so the, the covet is critical. I can say I can be attracted to my neighbor's wife. I can't want her. There's there, there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a difference mm-hmm. because. Mm-hmm. It, but, but what mm-hmm. about a single woman? I asked one of the great Protestant thinkers of our generation in a public debate in Phoenix. I asked them. So can a single Christian male look upon a single woman with lust? He can't be committing adultery. He's not married, and she's not married. So is the real ban lust or is the ban on adultery? What do you think? Well, I don't know why he's even asking the question. Like, the ban's on both. Yep. Yeah. The ban is on, Jesus says adultery. And now again, we're coming from different points because he's not, he doesn't believe Jesus is the Messiah. Yeah. But yeah. 
you can't you, you can't lust and not commit adultery and you can't commit yeah. adultery I mean, lust. at least for me when i hear all of this from He's my own orthodox perspective it's that bewildering because at least th- from the tradition in which i am it's this guy yeah um why is Sam harris there it doesn't matter keep going not a morality question it, I, even the this is jordan peterson putting the, the whole group together <laughs> For me, when I hear all of this from my own orthodox perspective, it's bewildering because at least th- from the tradition in which I am, it's not a morality question. It, I, even the word morality, it bothers me. The, at least in, in the Christian tradition that I participate in, the call is to be transformed. The call is to be free. That's the call. Mm. Christ is calling us to be free. And so the idea of like, can you lust or can't you lust or can you do this or not this, the answer is they are, we have desires in us and these desires tend to enslave us. They tend to pull us into themselves. And these laws are exterior ways for you to understand how it is that you can now be free from these desires. None of the desires are wrong. Like sexual desire isn't wrong, desire to eat isn't wrong. None of these things are wrong. The problem is when they capture you. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's not about it's not about like trying to figure out if I'm sinning or not sinning. Like when, if I go to confession, I, I ask forgiveness for all the sins I've done, voluntary and involuntary. It's like I'm sinning all the time. If you if you want to know, like every every you know all day long I'm sinning. But the that's idea, why you're so much fun. That's, right, that's what I'm so much fun. <laughs> I, I love orthodox people they're just yeah. better for some reason they're just become orthodox no I don't want you to. won't I don't want to but they're they are just you better. have to have a beard that's true does that's, he have a beard he does Thanks. that's their law that's also not Sam Harris some other guy but anyways you're gonna say something yeah well no I love what he's talking about with the freedom you know the whole thing is that Jesus came to make us free right and I love what he said about like you know it's not so much the actions that matter but it's the actions develop the, the mm. freeing mm. you know it reminds me of when we had um Father Joe on our podcast, and he said that the habits order your episode won't come out until after this episode. Correct. No, I think it's already out. I think so. I don't know. We are making a bunch of content and pushing out three months ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna be gone. So, um, one of those. But listen to Father Joe's episode. Yeah, he says that um, our habits actually order our loves. Right. You know, you you think it's that your loves order your habits, but really, if you can, you change your habits, you change the things you love, mm-hmm. and that's a, a fascinating um, thought. So, so, so yeah, having these commands that say "Don't do this, don't do this," it's because it, it changes the trajectory of your heart and what your heart wants. And as you start obeying the the commands of God, you start loving the commands of God. Yeah. Can you hand me my charger for the computer? Yeah. yeah. I'll get in. <laughs> but the idea is rather is rather that you know to to attend to my desires in the sense. So that I'm not captured by them, so mm-hmm. I don't become obsessed, so that I don't mm-hmm. fall into that. Mm-hmm. So to me, like the question of like legally trying to figure out like where I'm sinning and where I'm not, it's just like a, whew, it, 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 it pulls me into a world. It, that I, so if a man has, and I know this case, I know a man who was saintly in taking care of his Alzheimer's wife, who got Alzheimer's at the young age of 50, and and watched over her and bathed her for for a, a, a decade, and then, so I would just ask, you asked me about pornography. So this man was faithful to a wife with whom he could not have relations, obviously, for a decade or more. I, may have, I think it went to 15 years. Would he have been wrong in relieving his sexual tension uh, uh, with, a, with a photograph? Uh, yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Your vows before God were in sickness and in health. Yeah. And your... Your duty as a Christian is to obey God, and God says to not covet, not lust, mm. not commit adultery. Mm. And there's so many times in the Bible, and of course maybe he's coming from a different perspective, which he is, but there's so many times when people ask hard questions like that, where it's like, well, is it fair, or is it good that this thing or that thing happened? 
And you just have to respond and be like, well, are you not called to deny yourself like over and over and over in mm. the Bible? Like, that's good. So that's a hard situation to be in. Like the Bible just call you to some amount of denial. And so like there, there always is a, a debate over like whether like just to this this point of this mm-hmm. thing, like there, there's no debate in my opinion. And it seems like everybody but Dennis kind of agrees with this. <laughs> <laughs> and Ben Shapiro probably. I don't know. Just because he's Jew. Uh, Ben's maybe not on there. But um, it seems like there isn't a huge debate just among Christians among if like if porn is bad like almost mm-hmm. everyone's like yeah like, probably not right like probably don't do it um, but like there is a debate among masturbation and whoa, so, like, whoa whoa there's triggering words there's a thing that you could say to that person be like well maybe you could in your own heart be like could the guy masturbate or there's just so many situations there that is for that person but no matter what like we're called to deny ourselves and so you have to come to something with the Lord in your own heart and just figure out what you should do but yeah obviously like committing adultery is not the answer for like you're not being able to have sex right Anyways. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's also like, oh, what was I going to say? He, oh, yeah. This is what R- Ruslan made a really good point where he said, this guy's taking like the most niche example. Yeah. It's like when the topic of baby deletion, as Ruslan calls it, mm-hmm. comes up um, that where it's like people say like, well, what if it was incest or, or like right. not well, not um, right. consent, you know? Yeah. Then it's like, well, yeah, but that's also like 5% of the cases mm-hmm. you know but yeah just people bring up that was way less than that but yeah probably less than five See, uh, I'm, I'm wondering if it's this dennis maybe and this is something that i had talked to people in my clinical practice about so imagine there's the, the and i guess we're into thou shalt not commit adultery by the way which is the next uh, commandment you can imagine um an erotic image that compels sexual desire and and i think that's part of what we're discussing the morality of that or it's it's potential to be an implement to the Jordan Peterson always overcomplicates. I love his fingers too. <laughs> we always make it so such so more complicated than it needs to be, but it is good. I feel like his that. job is to make things more complicated to get down to the nitty and gritty. Right. Also, you guys can't see us on the screen, but Jordan Peterson has six point six hundred and sixty million subs. Uh oh. Clearly, the Antichrist. The Antichrist. Clearly. He's half blue and half yellow on this. He's got to be evil. Which means he's lukewarm. Yep. Dang. Keep playing it. <laughs> the instantiation of an ideal. You can imagine a situation where your desire is to um, to sleep with your neighbor's wife. You're not acting on it. But the reason you're not acting on it is because she doesn't want to sleep with you. Now, it still seems to me that given that your desire is to undertake the act and the only reason that you're not ma- able to manage it has nothing to do with your moral stance. It has to do with the impossibility of the action. Mm-hmm. Now, given it's i don't know how you would deal with that because oh, you he, he, that, that's a violation of do not covet he's coveting okay. his neighbor's wife is as clear as a bell why he's just wanting to do it how's he coveting it if he's just wanting but. if it's all about action dennis if it's all about action and just behavioralist just because he wants to covet or wants to sleep with his neighbor's wife well how's that coveting he's not doing it you should probably call him and let him know i will you got him. I'll get his number from our friend who works at PragerU. Oh Isabel. Okay. Okay. So, so it, we here's a point worth making. There's a great gulf between the Ten Commandments and the Christian faith in this way. First of all, by the way, the, the Ten Commandments are painfully obvious, aren't they? Doesn't everybody know that before the tablets? Uh, but uh, I, I had a great teacher. Most of my great teachers were Jews. He's just saying that it's very clear to see what the Ten Commandments do and do not allow. Oh. Okay. He's a Christian, okay. I believe. Dennis will say, maybe that's why I know things. But uh, I wouldn't say that. Uh, <laughs> I, I do. But there's a great man. He's dead now. His name is Harry Newman. And he styled himself a, a nihilist. And 
We would argue with him about that all the time, and he was a very, very learned man and a great teacher. And so sometimes when you want to put the point that he's a nihilist, he would say, I'm a non-practicing Orthodox Jew. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that emphasizes the point that it is a set of practices more than a set of beliefs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Whoa. Johnson, why are you naked? Oh, because my okay. t-shirt sucks. Look at Gibson. We cut it out. He's wearing a yeah, true classic tee. Like Whereas Christianity mm -hmm. is more a set of beliefs. Wow. Well, these four I have a lot of that. are beliefs. Yeah, I mean, right. behaviors, aren't they? And they're pretty mm -hmm. well universal. I know we're, yeah. we're going to do an episode soon. Uh, I guess it's not going to be soon. In the next four or five months. We wanted to do one on belief versus practice. And like, not yeah. kind of like which one saves you a little bit. Because there's some people who like are Christians and never change, right? They have these beliefs, but they've never been sanctified. And there's some people who act sanctified and but have no beliefs. And so, which one is more important? Mm. We want to talk about that. Uh, but yeah, that's very interesting. His his observation about, and I don't know if that's necessarily the view of of actual like Jews and actual Christians, but it's an interesting perspective. Yeah, the whole set of like a belief system versus a practicing system. Mm -hmm. Which, I, I don't know, maybe Jews would say they also have a belief system like they believe. I would imagine they would. Yeah. Although I'm sure there's like some Jews who are like, I don't practice this. And someone who like, I do practice this. Yeah. And then Christians usually say, well, I believe this or I don't believe this. So, yeah. I mean, I still, ask, different. I still ask some people claim Christianity if they practice. Oh, really? Like, I, I, I talked to these high schoolers the other day and I was trying, I was like sharing the gospel and they're like, oh, yeah, we're Christians. But they were kind of laughing at me and my friend the whole time we were sharing. Hmm. So I thought, like, Christians don't laugh at other Christians when they're sharing the gospel. Hmm. Usually, usually they're excited. Right. So I said, "Well, what do you mean you believe? Like, what does that mean?" They're like, "Oh, well, like, we go, we know about them. We go to school at a Catholic school, at a Catholic school, so they teach us." And I was like, "Oh, sweet man! Like, I'd encourage you to look more into that belief and what that means, though, because the Bible says even the demons believe. You know, it's mm -hmm. about laying your life down, surrender, and like yeah. following Him." And they all kind of got really quiet when I said that. Mm -hmm. So when people say they believe, I'm like, "Awesome! Let's make let Let's see. I'm not like cynical, but like, let's see. Do you believe? Right. You know, right. but." when belief is not necessarily enough it's belief with action which would be faith mm -hmm. yeah almost all societies would agree with these four but thou shalt not covet is innovative mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm intrigued you have rene girard as you know everything based on mimesis in other words we desire what other people desire and i read girard the whole of american consumerism is based on mimesis is it not we are taught to desire what other people desire. Want to wear what you wear, or mm -hmm. well, it's a good way. It is a good way of figuring out what's of value. I mean, because that is an open question. There's many things you could value, and one way of becoming informed about that is to see what everyone else values. And so, I, I'm, trying, I'm trying to strip the morality out of that to some degree. I mean, that can become that can become weaponized, and it can become pathological. But so to, to go back to Larry's friend, I mean, you know, Larry's teacher, you've got to, there's got to be even if you're committing yourself to certain exterior practices or habits or behaviors on the basis of, say, command. There's got to be some prior belief, prior commitment in to the authority of the, the person or the, the, the source of these commands. So there's mm -hmm. got to be well, some kind of... Well, one question, question that... Well, you've got to believe Hardly that there's... society, they wouldn't agree with those four. No, but, well, let's say it doesn't matter where the source of authority might come from. It might be the, you know, one's, one's conscience, that the nihilist is still going to accept that there is some nihilist. degree... The nihilist who conforms to these behaviors <laughs> is going to say is going to be acting on, on something. Uh, well, not, not I, I, I'd like to challenge Larry, uh, Larry's supposition just for the sake of, of discussion. Are these self-evident? And I would say they're not exactly self-evident to psychopaths, right? So the self-evidence <laughs> argument's a really interesting one because... It's not obvious to psychopaths that you should not kill someone. They're yeah. Like, which is fair. Yeah. Maybe, or maybe, maybe the lack of caring. 
Yeah. They're like, I know I shouldn't. But, yeah. But I'm going hmm. to. You could add the, psycho- the psychopathy twist to all of these. It would be, well, thou shalt not kill unless you can get away with it. And it works in your favor. The same with adultery. The same with stealing. And the question there would be something like, well, why shouldn't I do this if I can get away with it? Hmm. Is that it? Interesting. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's, it is really interesting. The, um, the whole idea that Dennis Prager seems to justify then they kind of got off the tan got off at the end but Dennis Prager justifies the the use of self-gratification via looking at other people hmm. you know and that is just uh not not okay you know pretty hmm. I, I, like I like what you said earlier about how even the psychologists or like even like therapists today would not recommend doing that hmm. not watching and stuff like that and yeah there's a lot of studies that show oh that's what i was gonna say there's a lot of studies that show how the negative effects of of corn in your life but also no one talks about this are you reading something yeah all right no one talks about this about how corn fuels the slave the human trafficking industry Mm -hmm. fuels it i think it's a different question than what Prager's trying to say no, it. No, I know, There's but he's so saying he's saying it's okay to watch it. But I'm saying if you if you watch it, if you're if you're watching indulging in it, then you are giving reason for the slavery to continue. Yeah, you almost are guilty of the slavery because you're enjoying something that was produced by um, slaves. Yeah, in a roundabout way, a little bit. Yeah. And so there's a lot more secular reasons. We don't have to be a Christian to look at like how bad this is. You know, like this, hmm. like the studies of the human brain, the studies of how people are who are like into it too much and it's just a big problem so all in all guys don't listen to dennis prager hmm. um yeah and- i would say he even takes it from a, a non-religious standpoint because he says according to just his religion you can do it but then he takes it not from a religious standpoint and just takes it from like a he says a logical standpoint and says well you i think you could do it because he opposes that problem right. he's he can get destroyed really easily from just a like a non-religious standpoint easy w you know mm-hmm. what i mean from the religious standpoint it seems like it's a kind of back and forth uh, i've just been reading a few different people here hmm. and one person is like well there's something in the six content six constants um what is that uh i'm not sure because i don't know a lot about judaism <laughs> um but he says that it um the the verse says do not stray after your heart and after your eyes and he said that that includes um interesting that includes viewing pornography interesting but then, but then there's other people who uh, say that it's not necessarily prohibited like directly but people use some things to say it is prohibited so I'm sure it's probably debated among like just Jews in general mm-hmm. um, but I mean yeah if you're just taking it from a logical perspective you could shoot them down pretty easily and it seems like everybody in the room kind of tried to do that nicely yeah. you know what I mean we know what Dennis does <laughs> yeah <laughs> alright Dennis yeah <laughs> sorry Dennis's wife yeah wow alright any, any last closing thoughts? Uh, let me just read this real fast. Um, yeah, I just, I've been thinking about this for a little bit ever since I saw, um, saw it and saw other people's reactions. And I'm just like, man, like, yeah, this is just insane. Yeah, it's interesting that he would, I mean, it's just a very unpopular opinion for him to have. Um, Especially because he's so conservative. Yeah. Isn't Prager you like super right? Yeah, like the most. And so I know that, man, it's interesting that he would have that opinion because he, he's got to be aware of his audience. But I guess he doesn't care about what his audience thinks, which is, I guess, a good thing to do uh, sometimes, like to hold your beliefs no matter what people think mm-hmm. about you. Mm-hmm. But 
maybe he's also aware that his audience, it, like the right, is getting more left, which is always the poll of how politics goes. Over the years, right becomes more left as mm-hmm. it goes, which is the point of having progressives and conservatives in the first place. And so, like, you can see that the right now is less right than it was 30 years ago, which is less right than it was 60 years ago. Things always progress. Mm-hmm. And it just, the, the job of progressives and liberals, or sorry, progressives and Democrats, uh, I can't speak, progressives and conservatives, <laughs> to pull each other to get to some good ideas, right? So maybe he's aware that, like, his audience is going more left, like, slowly, and so maybe they think pornography is fine now, and so he's kind of pandering to them a little bit. It's interesting why you'd bring it up at all. Yeah. Well, they're because they're going through Exodus, they got the Ten Commandments in Exodus. So that'd be one. So probably, it's, that's probably about well, part guess, of a yeah. larger discussion. One thing that I'm excited about. Like, you got to want to bring that up. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to make up. You, you, he went in there and was like, I'm going to. Although he was asked the question. Yeah. My bad, yeah. But, well, yeah, but I'm excited for Jordan Peterson to become a Christian. Yeah. He keeps. He, oh, I've, I've been praying for him. He keeps, he keeps saying stuff like, the Bible is the most well. He had the documentary. The Bible is the most mm. fa- like foundational book in for all of history. But he also talked to Jordan Peterson about how the Bible, or not Jordan, Joe Rogan about how the Bible is like the building blocks of all of Western society, and it's like yeah. truth. And one of the one of the reasons he got he got asked why he if he would ever convert, and one of the reasons he said he wouldn't is because he realizes like the seriousness of saying you follow a god and mm-hmm. and what that entails and he's like i don't think i would do a good job of that mm-hmm. that's just he's like kind of in the cost but he's forgetting all of the grace aspect right he's like i cannot stop sinning is like in a way yeah but it's like dude, someone's got to tell him the gospel right so like, hey dude it's okay right that's the holy spirit in you you mm-hmm. know but yeah yeah. yeah, our first reaction video kind of. Yeah, that's all the way through a video. Yeah, and we got the whole audio looking nice, so too. Give us more content to react to. We'll yeah. do it. Yeah. All right. All right, yeah. Shoots.